Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, fun day football happened this morning, and it went mostly okay. <laughs> it, it went okay adjacent i yeah. i feel like is a pretty fair okay wait wait before we get into it i just want to start by saying i think this was a great idea i think it was a really cool thing that happened and so any comments i have about how everything wasn't perfect or or anything like that i want i want to come in with i like this I want to yes. see it happen more often. I absolutely want them to keep doing weird, fun stuff like this. Right. And that, and now we can go into the well, mostly okay. I would it say maybe did or didn't go off. Let's start with positives. What did you like about it? I, I liked the way that they had the, you know, uh, what had the announcers with the, honestly, I felt like the capture worked really well for them. Yeah, I thought they had some good Boogers McFarland setups. looked really good, right? <laughs> and and I feel like they had some good setups. I'm just letting you. I'm letting that one go. I'm not even getting into it. <laughs> I just it. love that that's that dude's name. Like his his. It's just it's a singular Booger TV man. name. It's not I know, I know, it's not Boogers. But yeah, but that was you got to put some respect on it. It was also fun that you could see the desk from the wide shot. Yeah, and you could see the the play happening in real time behind the desk. Yeah. Like if they cut to it and, and the, you know, the, the down was on what? Cause I think they, they put the desk basically at the 50 yard line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if the, you know, if first down was at the, the 40, you would actually see slinky dog in the background from the desk. Shot. Yeah. So yeah, that was those slinky dog and the claw were my two favorite things. The fact that the claw was coming around and putting the ball down on the line of scrimmage and stuff was great. And maybe and maybe picking up a player here and there. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Um, I thought that was really fun. And, uh, you know, they didn't actually have refs on the field. And so there wasn't any, you know, per, quote, person to move the ball around. So, yeah, they got the claw. And then Slinky Dog was the uh, the first down marker. And the line of scrimmage marker, I guess. So he was the ten yard, you know, chain. Basically, I thought that was really. And I think good. I think that was really really effective to have Definitely. to have Slinky Dog there. Now I also liked the way that, as a general rule, and, and we can get into where it didn't work because there were there were definitely times when it didn't work. But as a general rule, I felt like we were seeing an accurate depiction of what was happening on the field. You know, like where people were lining up was where they were lining up. You know, and you could you could tell you could see the play developing, right? Yeah. For the for the most part. You could and you could tell when, you know, a defender was gonna undercut a guy or something like that because they were where they were supposed to be. Yes. So I think all the players th- were physically where they were supposed to be. To kind of dip into a negative a little bit, um, whatever the engine that they were using was had a hard time with all those players being so close together. There was oh, a yeah, lot of yeah, collision that was, issues that everybody that, was always moving and shaking and jiving a little bit. That that was one of the first things that uh, that my wife commented on when she saw it. She's like, 
they're moving around a lot. <laughs> a lot of and jittering happened. And I just saw happened. that guy walk through that other guy. Or I, I guess um, Bob through that, hop, skip through that other guy. I, I don't know. And, yeah. Okay. And another thing that I really liked, I liked the, um, what the, I guess, educational sections where they had the, the nesting eggs. Yes. Yeah, that was really to be good. like. Here's the here's the O line. Here's a wide receiver. Here's a tight end. Here's a running back. Here's a fullback. Here's a quarterback. And you know the quarterback is the sheriff of the team. And then doing the same thing on defense. You know, breaking down your your D line, your DBs. Your you know, like I think that I think that's super helpful. Definitely, and they explained it very well. The I think one of the best decisions they made was to actually have uh, NFL people call the game. They didn't have you know. Jim Hanks come in and do the voice of Woody and call the game. They had actual people who call NFL games come in and and call this game. And and I think that one lent it authenticity, but two also helped because they know the game better than most people and they could break it down simply for, you know, the kids who are probably watching this, you know, fun little Toy Story game. So I thought that was great. And and they could parse what was happening in the game well enough to also uh what simplify language where they you know because there were times when they would explain in in greater depth what they had just seen and it might not be the thing that you would hear on a normal you know nfl broadcast but it fit really really well here and it never it never felt like they were talking down, though, right. either, which I thought was really good. Who was the guy who wasn't Booger McFarland? What was his name? I can't remember. Oh his my name. gosh, you just you just put me on the spot, oh and gosh. I totally can't remember. <laughs> so, oh, it's Drew Carter. Drew Carter. He did such a good job of, and I guess we can segue into the negatives here. But every time he said sorry about the technical difficulties, he like so seamlessly just kept calling the play that was happening that it didn't even like it didn't even matter that technical difficulties were happening he he was so such a pro i mean just like sorry for the you know we're having technical difficulties and then just immediately into you know uh play calling i'm not even going to try to act like i know football that well but um well and and also knowing when to because when those technical difficulties were happening and suddenly you couldn't see, you know, for what a play or possibly three, there was one section pretty early on where they, they had a significant yeah, hiccup. They definitely rebooted and, everything during that first ex- commercial exactly. break. <laughs> yeah. So during that time, he switched his play by play style to more of kind of a, a, a radio. radio. Yep. Exactly. Where he was, where he was covering everything so that you didn't feel like you were, completely missing out uh versus you know that tv play-by-play where you're you're accentuating what you're already seeing uh so you know i thought he handled i thought he handled that really well and i and i noticed it because i was like oh he's getting way more descriptive now yep because he knows that we can't see what's going on because and i think it was because they had a feed of the thing and they could tell that it was just like this extremely wide shot that was showing nothing basically And so he, you know, I think that's just his professionalism kicking in where he could just go, okay, I need to be really super descriptive now. But so, so did you see the, did you see the, um, the video that ESPN tweeted of them doing, of them calling the game? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, so 
I'm going to, we're going to real time this because okay. I think you need to see this. I think it will be super helpful for you. Let me go grab it real fast here. I absolutely loved one other thing is the, um, the size difference between Drew and Booger McFarland was crazy. I mean, he, Booger McFarland was so much bigger than him. He had like a really big head, you know, and, and I thought that was v- very funny. And, and just the the visual of them sitting at that desk was 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 funny. Right. And was it wasn't even decision. so much that he's this is a bigger guy, but like all, like these are two different toys kind of. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so so now Jeremy is seeing this video. So they're watching, so they have two projectors. They're watching the game and you know, obviously calling the game from the the actual video of the game but they have the feed of the what's being shown on disney plus also that's really while cool. sitting there with all the with the those special mocap suits on yeah which i yeah. think like i said that's just that is so cool that they that they did that and it and didn't they make were it blinking. feel like they were doing that they were blinking the toys like booger mcfarland and drew were blinking as they called the game yeah yeah it was great now i I will I will say I did find it a little odd. So there was a commercial break where they did some sort of a commercial about the broadcast. I honestly I wasn't paying attention during the commercial break closely enough to know what it was. Sorry, they had another ESPN uh person on it and it was clearly a pre-rendered uh commercial. Mm. So it kind of looked like it was in the same place but suddenly there was like serious texture to the filled carpet <laughs> yeah, yeah and everything everything just seemed like it had suddenly been uh uprest you know it was like you suddenly it's like you upgraded your computer from you know using the intel integrated graphics yeah. to your dedicated you know 47 ps2 to like ps2 that. to ps5 exactly exactly That's, that does segue well into the fact that this looked very bad I mean, and I get this is a tech demo basically of something that I hope they do again but the everything about it was, you know, we already talked about jitteriness and stuff, but just everything about it did not look very good. And I think if they could get it to be better, add some better textures, if they can figure out the collision thing with the players, um, just there's a few visual tweaks they could make to make it a lot more um, entertaining. Because I think some of those things, the the low resolution that jittering issue the fact that at some points the ball just kind of scooted along the ground and went onto the yeah. <laughs> onto the, the sideline there was one where the where yeah where the ball just started to scoot away and suddenly they switched to the wide shot and it's like all right well uh, i guess they've they've lost the you know what you know one thing we definitely found out we found out why the why the nfl is not going to use the ball tracking <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to, to there place was, the ball currently. The the most egregious one. There was a play. There was like a bomb of a pass, and it was like forty yards into the end zone. Dude caught it. They were talking about how good he was with his hands. He's like, you can't. Like he's so good, you can't drop that. But in the actual like stream, the ball touches his hands and immediately just falls like a rock to the ground. And so yeah, here. Hearing the announcers talk about how great that catch was and seeing the ball just immediately hit the ground, it was like, okay, yeah, so stuff like this is, it's annoying enough 
for I think a lot of people to say I can't watch this, you know. And yeah, switch there over were to the real there game. were two passes into the end zone where that I, I remember the one that you're talking about, and then there was another one. And in both cases, it looked like the defender had defended the play. Yeah, because the ball hits the ground, and then all of a sudden the little touchdown thing goes off, and you're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess he caught that ball. So, yeah, there was. This definitely was not a perfect thing. No. But also, my kids were like, oh, look, it's Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Now, the other downside that we did find is they were they were totally cool with watching Toy Story for about 20 minutes. <laughs> and, I, and then they said, okay, we want something else. And I'm like, well, daddy's going to keep watching this. Well, how long is it? Uh, you know, three, three <laughs> hours, maybe four. <laughs> what? Three hours? watch something you know so yeah it maybe doesn't end and it's still football yeah right the the (laughs) toy story stuff was a little um hacky yeah i guess they need next time they need to pay jim hanks because jim is tom's brother and he anytime it's not a toy story movie tom does the voice of woody in a movie jim does everything else they need to pay Jim and Tim Allen and, you know, pay some voice actors a little bit to come in. And even if it's the same thing for every time they do this, those characters need to talk. It was very obvious that the Toy Story characters that were on the screen would were never talking, you know, and it was it was a thing. And I think if they would just talk a little bit, you know, like just have some canned video game you know npc type reactions to things that would have added a little flavor uh because it was like whenever whenever woody was dancing or you know buzz was looking at him it was like man i know these are these are animated characters but it really looks like they want to say something you know like their their character really would like to comment on this but they're not they're just being completely silent and and it 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 did you know it seemed like something was off. And and again, to be clear, this was a this was a tech demo. This yes. was a one-off thing currently, so we totally get why you wouldn't do that. What we're saying is uh, we'd like to see this again with that improvement made. I, I yeah, like. I think I think there's very very few things. I think if they did like, you know, the two or three little upgrades, it would greatly improve the watchability of it. Uh, and, and if they and Duke Kaboom, like, so I liked that idea for a halftime show, but I feel like that is where it was the most painfully aware that they weren't going to do any any voices. Yeah, was during that halftime show because I was like, how is there no voice voice to this? Yeah, they had Booger McFarland deliver or uh, Drew, I think, delivered the Yes I Canada line. Yeah, it was like you couldn't have given Keanu Reeves, you know a little bit to just say yes i canada or even use use him saying it from the movie like you've so got they him probably couldn't there was probably something like licensing related why they couldn't use it from the movie but yeah i mean just, just something just pay the guy to i i or, or I, hired keanu steve to come in and do uh, it right. like whatever um, but yeah, and I didn't, I didn't care for the halftime show. I liked the idea of it, but it was like just one and done, you know, there wasn't, 
there wasn't any you know pomp and circumstance to it it just was like oh he's up there oh he's jumping oh he Let's jumped see, it i i feel like and travis pastrana toy was there for some reason <laughs> i feel like you could have done that and then had you know like the uh what is it the the little the toddler toys i suddenly can't think of the name of them, the little fisher price yeah exactly little those little fisher yeah the fisher price little people Sudden, you know, have like a little Fisher Price Little People band come and you yeah. know, like do the you know do a little marching band thing across the field, and like oh, yeah. yeah, just add another something else to it. Well, and I would have loved, I would have, because if if you're gonna do this in real life, if you're gonna do a guy jumping over buses for the halftime show, the first fifteen minutes of it is going to be a little pre-taped you know, documentary style thing where you're talking to him, you're seeing how they're setting it up. He's working on the motorcycle. And I understand that animating that is very, very costly, but something like that where you're like, they're talking to Duke Kaboom about what they did with the motorcycle. And he's explaining, these are the parts of the bike. Here's what I, you know, I reinforce this, whatever, so we can make the jump, show him failing, you know, or whatever, like show him doing little jumps and like seeing the, the blooper reel yeah. of, the, of the trials and of stuff toy, as he yeah. figures it out how to work. Toy how to make Story it work 2. The, the credits of Toy Story 2 style where it's very informal, um, just something, something to build up to it. And then that gets you a little bit invested in his success. And it, it you know, there's no stakes, but it kind of gives you some stakes to, to, to root for him. And... Yeah, I just think they, they and also could. and also gives you the potential that he might not make it or something. Yeah, like that. it it introduces a little bit of doubt. Like I've never done this before. We, I did four. They said five. I said okay, but I've never done five. You know, barely made four. Something like that. You know, just some silly. Um, but yeah, I think the halftime show was a great idea. I mean, I love the idea of of that. The same way that I love having a blooper reel at the end of Toy Story two. Like the that was. When when I got old enough to realize they animated that the blooper reel was not bloopers. Yeah, there's no bloopers for an animated movie, um, and that just like that was really what solidified Pixar in my kid mind as like a different kind of movie. And so I think that you know the idea for having a halftime show where Duke Kaboom's going to jump his motorcycle is excellent. They need to turn it up to eleven next time because right. it could be great and this was not yeah i agree i agree but again all of that with the with the statement yeah we we both really Please enjoyed this do it again and we just want to see more of it do it again do it with other sports let's do baseball you know espn has some baseball games let's do a baseball game let's do you know basketball the baseball actually now that I'm thinking about it, knowing, seeing what we saw this morning, baseball might work better because all the players are very far away from each other. Right, exactly. No and, one's bunched up. And they, I don't know though, do they have the, I, I because I don't follow baseball as closely or at all, <laughs> honestly, till it gets to like World Series. Uh, does baseball have the, like the next gen stats thing where they can, you know, identify a player's location and where they're moving and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Baseball. So, yeah. As long as they got that, that's where that stuff starts is baseball. Baseball well, is heck? the, they're the stattiest of all the stats. 
then then bring it on. I mean, yeah, I. And here's the thing: you, I think you, we need people is, to just be far away from each other. Cricket. Let's right. see a cricket game. Yes. <laughs> Somewhere the know, players don't really touch rugby. Rugby. <laughs> that, that'll be perfect. Just a big a big block of of people. They just all move together. Exactly. Exactly. Where where you just don't you you just can't care anymore about it. So yeah, I all that I know is I'm I I was happy with what I saw even though it wasn't perfect. And it makes me excited like the the biggest failure they could have here and and I I will acknowledge it's a very significant chance that this happens. But I feel like the biggest failure that could happen here is to leave this as a one-off thing yeah. because they, you know, they learned so much mm-hmm. from doing this once that they could use to to make even better doing this again. Well, and I just I want to say again, you know, the the way that Drew and Booger McFarland both were able to save the moments where there were technical difficulties, they handled it like pros. They never, they never skipped a beat, uh, man. I mean, they really saved those moments because those could have been painful, like painful dead air of just like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what we're, you know, what's happening. But man, they just handled themselves like pros and they really saved it. So I, I want to give them massive props. Oh, also warping players. That was pretty cool when they would come on and off the sidelines. Yeah. Because because the sidelines weren't being rendered, so suddenly you would just see this player like warp in as they come as they came off the sideline. That was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I think the they really nailed the uh, the not ambiance, but the like all of the things that happened with the players, like the you know stuff like Slinky Dog and the claw and the warping, like all of the problems. Like, how are we going to move the ball around? The claw, obviously. How are we going to explain or show people that players are coming on and off the field without having to render a sideline full of coaches and and other players? Because that's a lot. Well, we'll just have them warp. Like, all of those problems, those those, uh, difficulties that were introduced by someone saying, why don't we do this, you know, Toy Story, Fun Day football thing? They nailed those. The execution was awesome i think most of the problems were in whatever engine they were using to do the rendering and they just need to fix those and next time it's going to be great well next time maybe they can they can assign another truck's worth of computers yeah to rent you know another another truck worth of gpus to making it you know an even an even better production but like i said bring bring more of this disney bring more of Please. this nfl espn Whoever needs to whoever needs to be involved, or like Jeremy said, in, involve a different sport. I I will gladly watch uh, the you know fun day baseball, fun day mm-hmm. soccer, fun day. I'll watch fun day water polo. Okay. <laughs> well, and if if the if the rumors of Disney you know trying to figure out what to do with ESPN you know are true, and they're you know struggling to make money and and they want to take ESPN over the top and everything like that. 
if if that's true some experimentation might be good you know if there's if they're having trouble differentiating espn from fox sports and nbc sports and all the other sports networks that have you know come up all these rsn's too um make espn the one with you know disney stuff make it make wide world of sports at walt disney world a place where you can watch every game that's on espn this way even if they're not on tv you know really lean into we are Disney, we own ESPN, do stuff like that. I mean, it's going to cost money, but they already said they're going to spend $60 billion over the next 10 years. So do it, man. Let's, let's. So does, so does that mean in like five years, we'll see the DreamWorks version of this for, for Fox or something? Wait, NBC is universal, right? Yeah. So yeah. The minions. All of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden the minion. I mean, to be fair, Peacock's got sports too, man. The Minions could be, be playing some football. To be fair, Minions playing football. I mean, I know we're a Disney podcast, Jeremy, <laughs> but I would, I would, I would watch that. I don't hate the idea. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Bye.